All right, well, let's go to the Lord and, and you pray in your heart as, as, uh, as I pray. Father, we just uh, thank you and praise you, God. Again, as your children, uh, we come to you, uh, a needy people. We come knowing, Lord, in our heart of hearts, how we have failed you in thought, word, and deed this past week. And uh, so, Lord, we... We come, though, rejoicing in, in the salvation that we have in Christ, that all of our sins are, are, are forgiven uh, and under the blood, and that you love us in spite of us, not because of us. And, Lord, we can rejoice in our salvation, and we thank you for Jesus. Uh, and we thank you, Father, we can come and, and ask for forgiveness, and you hear us, you forgive us. Uh, you're a gracious God, and, uh, Lord, help us to live out of that grace and mercy uh, that you have dis, uh, demonstrated towards us, uh, live out, living out of the gospel, uh, that we m might keep our eyes uh, not on the things of this world, uh, but uh, that we might even be looking for the blessed hope, the glorious appearing of our great God and Savior. So, Lord, uh, just work in us powerfully, powerfully, Lord, we need you every day of our lives and we lift to you Lord these needs and uh, we would pray for Jenny in Atlanta that she would be able to minister to her sister and to Daryl and and uh, continue to heal him show the doctors how uh, they might minister to him that he suffers from this uh, uh, high fever that they cannot find a, a, a way to bring it down and so Father I would just pray for them and, Lord, we lift up our missionary Chuck and, and Waima, particularly to you, as they're now in this country, and uh, they'll be here in Mobile uh, uh, tomorrow, Lord. And I thank you for them and, and look forward to seeing them. And so bless them and watch over them as they travel. For Heidi, as she, uh, Lord, is, uh, has much on her with uh, uh, this child and also with... Uh, the cold she's going, and, and Lord, it's so easy to, to be discouraged. It's so easy to let things get us down. So I just encourage her heart and just strengthen her, Lord. And for Sue, as she travels to Texas, I thank you for Josh and his willingness and how we're able to just to uphold each other and do things for one another. And we lift up the butlers to you for Charles and Janice and their need. Lord, help us as a church to meet that need and to do it uh, not as a burden, but as a real joy. And Lord, I pray for also Amelia's sister, sisters uh, Aaron and, and Stephanie, God, that you would uh, just minister to them uh, in the way that they need to be ministered to. And for Nick's uh, Aunt Anne, uh, that you would uh, be with her as well, and she's going through this cancer, and uh, just uh, touch her life and be close to her as well. And so, Father, we would pray for Sam and, and uh, there in career, and just we pray most of all, though, that you would open his eyes uh, to who you are, that you're a powerful God who, who uh, is mighty to save. And so, Lord, we, we, we ask for him, and for, uh, we thank you for uh, your healing power uh, that we have in this, in this life. Uh, Lord, what a miracle, what a miracle that we can, we can be cut or we can have broken bones. And Lord, you heal us and you've provided that for us. 
that we uh, can look to you for all things and that you're always there for us. And we thank you for doctors and for their uh, ministry that they have. And uh, so, Father, we just give you the praise and the glory for what you're doing in our midst. And help us to, in everything, give thanks. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. Hallelujah. In God's Word, we're in Romans 12, and we want to look this morning uh, at uh, the will of God. We find this term in Romans 12. Uh, let me just read it uh, so you can, again, uh, be familiar with this. Romans 12. And, uh, and I'll read 1 and 2. Therefore I urge you, brethren, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies a living and holy sacrifice acceptable to God, which is your spiritual service of worship. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may prove uh, what is the will of God, which is good, acceptable, and perfect. And you know what? That's what God's will is. It's good, acceptable, and it's perfect. And so, I want to just talk this morning briefly about that. And, uh, you know, we can use the term. We talk about the will of God this and the will of God that. Uh, but can we, can we define it? Uh, what is it? And uh, I think there are two meanings for sure concerning the word of, uh, in the word of God, concerning this topic of the will of God. For one, we find the, uh, the sovereign will of God, uh, and that always comes to pass. His sovereign will always comes to pass. But then we find the general will, or the revealed will of God, like do this, don't do that, uh, that does not always come to pass. Why? Because we're sinful. And uh, we do not always do his revealed will. And yet, at the same time, his sovereign will is still accomplished. Now, if you can put all that together, I'll get with you. and <laughs> You can explain that. But uh, that's the teaching, I think, of Scripture. And uh, we saw last week uh, this uh, idea that we need to be transformed, that is, metamorphosized. Uh, uh, and we are changed by... Uh, the Word of God, and we're that continues on, but we're we're uh, renew. We need to renew our minds. And we need to be uh, uh, changed in the way we think. And a Christian, uh, it, it, that's an ongoing process. But we need to make sure that we get rid of stinking thinking, as I talked about last week. That's so important. Get rid of that stinking thinking. Uh, and uh, think the way God thinks about what is good and true and lovely. And that's Philippians 4.8. And so uh, we need uh, renovation, don't we? Continuous renovation. And somebody said the Holy Spirit, uh, we carry, you know, like a bucket with holes in it. And it, uh, it, it sort of comes and flows out of us. We're like a leaking bucket. And we need to be constantly filled. And uh, we need this, this uh, renewing of our mind that goes on all the time. 
And we need to depend on the Holy Spirit. And I gave you this verse last week, uh, but it's so important. It says, He saved us not on the basis of the deeds which we have done in righteousness, but according to His mercy, by the washing of regeneration, the new birth, and the renewing by the Holy Spirit. And so it's the, we have the Spirit of God in us who is renewing us. He is working in us both to will and to do of, of His good pleasure. And of course, uh, do we always do that? No, we do not. Uh, but we, to, we are to become more like Christ and, uh, in righteousness and holiness. And, uh, and those who know and love the will of God, He is doing this. One thing I did not talk about and, and I left out, I want to bring... Uh, is the, the, the importance of prayer in this. Paul says, Philippians 1, 9 and 10, In this I pray, that your love may abound still more and more in real knowledge and all discernment. And we're talking about this morning, about discerning the will of God. He says that we're to grow in discernment so that you may approve the things that are excellent. In other words, what the will of God is in order to be sincere and blameless unto the day of Christ. And so this is his prayer, and that ought to be our prayer about ourselves and about, oh, Lord, I pray that we would be more like Christ. Do you wake up every morning and say, Lord, make me more like Jesus? Lord, he is, he is so precious. He is, he is my all in all. Make me more like him. Also, it's interesting uh, in the uh, in Colossians, we say, and it's also verses one, nine, and ten, which is uh, you can take that for whatever it's worth. For this reason, also, since the day we heard of it, we have not ceased to pray for you, and to ask what you may that you may be filled with the knowledge of what His will. Say so we need to discern what His will is in in every matter, and all spiritual wisdom and understanding so that you will walk in a manner worthy of the Lord to, to please Him in all respects, bearing fruit in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. So we've got a task. We've got a task. And that is to be more like Christ. Amen. To be more like Christ. And boy, how I fail so much of the time to do that. And I, and I say that brokenhearted. Do people really see Christ in me? A broken, humble, uh, obedient servant who desires to do the will of the Father. Not my will, but His will. We all have to ask ourselves that, don't we? Every day, Lord, I want to do what pleases You. And, uh, and we, we also, our focus and our attention needs to be on Christ. On Christ. And he is the one that we need uh, to focus on. And I left off last week. Let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus. Philippians 2.5. Do we do that? Colossians 3.10. And then here's what we need to do. We have put on the new self, see, who is being renewed in a true knowledge according to the image of the one who created him. And uh, we're, are, we being, are we really being made into the image of Christ? Or do we, are we resisting that? Do we want that in our lives, to be like Christ? 
That's huge. That's huge, people. That's huge. How much have you grown since you first became a Christian until now? How, I mean, could somebody say, boy, you're becoming more like Jesus every time I see you. Wow. That's incredible. That's incredible. We saw in Sunday school, it's a miracle. Amen. <laughs> it's a miracle. We're talking about the power of God. The same power that raised Jesus from the dead is the one who is renewing us. Wow, this is, this is, uh, this is remarkable. And so there is a way to live. There is a way to live. And uh, that we might become more like him. More like him. Uh, the people, the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace. Do they see that more in your life every day? You have greater love for Jesus today than you had yesterday, a week ago, ten years ago. Is it growing? Are we growing in the grace and knowledge of Christ? Not just up here, but here. Is it affecting our lives? This is what Paul is going to get at in Romans 12 because, boy, with the stuff he starts mentioning here, love your enemies like yourself and, and, and treat others better, de- de- devote to one another brotherly love, uh, uh, bless those who persecute you. How do you do that? It takes a miracle. <laughs> it takes a miracle. We're not, see, we're talking about a real power here, a real power to change us. We're not talking about just head knowledge so I can, I know it all. Well, you don't know anything if you're walking around, I know it all. I'm telling you, the more I know, the less I seem to know. (laughs) Because Jesus is infinite. God is infinite. Even when we get to heaven, we were talking about this on Friday mornings, when we get to heaven, and we're going to be changed, we'll be glorified, but He's an infinite God, and we'll be learning about God forever. Because He is infinite. You'll never know Him as He really is. And so, woo. We got a long ways to go. Does God have is God working in me now? Not thirty years ago when I trusted Him, but is He working in me now? And boy, in some ways, I look back and you know, I said, you know what? I think I trusted Jesus more when we first got married and had ten dollars in the bank than I'm doing now with a fat several thousand in the bank. Something wrong with that? See what I'm saying? Where are we in our walk with Christ? So anyway, he, Paul says here, he says, but he says by testing, you may discern or prove and embrace what is the will of God, which is good, acceptable, and perfect. And again, there are two, uh, there are two I think, biblical meanings for the, for the will of God. The first one is God's sovereign will. Or his decretive will. That is what always comes to pass. And let's be thankful for that. That what he decrees comes to pass. That Satan, God is not up there biting his fingernails. Hoping that all this is going to come out right somehow. See that's not the God that I see in the scripture. I see a God from Genesis to Revelation. Who is victorious. Totally victorious. So we need to trust that God more 
and, and be like our Lord, our, our Lord who said in Matthew 26, 39, and he went a little uh, beyond them and fell on his face. We're talking about the Son of God fell on his face and prayed. Do we do that? What was the last time you were on your face before God? Saying, my Father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me. What is he talking about here? What he was going to go through on the cross. But what does he say? Yet not as I will, but as you will. Is that our desire? To do the will of God. To do the will of God. And yet we see man sinned greatly when he was crucified. He did not do the revealed will of God. He crucified, he crucified, they crucified the Holy One. They, they crucified, that was a sin that they committed, you see. They broke the revealed will of God and yet were doing His sovereign will. And were totally responsible for what they did. And truly in this city they were gathered together against your holy servant Jesus whom you anointed. That is Jesus anointed. So there was Herod and Pontius Pilate, the Gentiles, the people of Israel to do whatever what? Your hand and your purpose predestined to occur. That's the sovereign will of God. And that was accomplished. And for our sin, he died for our sin and yet his revealed will was not to do wicked things. His revealed will is to be obedient to Him and to, to live for Him. And they would never have crucified the, the, uh, the Lord of glory, you see, if they had been right with God. But it was their sinfulness and, uh, that, that, uh, that brought this about. But uh, his, all, his sovereign will always comes about. Ephesians 1.11 also, also we have obtained an inheritance having been predestined according to his purpose, who works all things after what? Our counsel of his will. The counsel of his will. Not my will, but his will. He's doing that. He's accomplishing that. And, uh, and, I, and I thank God for that. Also, uh, there are other scriptures that teach that. Proverbs 21.1, The king's heart is like channels of water in the hand of the Lord. He turns it. Who does? God does. He turns it wherever He wishes to accomplish His purposes. And again, that, that brings me, whew, you know what? This ISIS stuff, God's in control of that. And it, He could use ISIS in this country to bring a great revival. We don't know. I mean, if they started attacking and, and doing dastardly things, it might drive us back to God. We don't know His purpose behind the evil that happens in this world. But we know one thing for sure. He turns it wherever He wishes. Amen. Daniel 4.35 is probably the best because this is old Nebuchadnezzar. And uh, <laughs> I mean, the, the change He does in Nebuchadnezzar, uh, it's just a miracle. Uh, it's, it's just incredible. How he turns this man, remember if you read before this, I think in 3, he says, I have built this kingdom and I have, you know, I did this and I did that. And what does God do to him? He says, all the inhabitants of the earth, he says, are counted as nothing. This was Nebuchadnezzar's conclusion. But he does according to his will. 
I mean, he made this wicked king change his mind concerning this. In the host of heaven and among the inhabitants of the earth, and no one can ward off his hand or say to him, what have you done? And, and believe me, I don't want to. <laughs> because I want his will to be done. And yet, we see there is, there is a will of command to us. That is what we ought to do. And that's what I think we find in Romans 12 too here. We find the revealed will of God to us, to his children. That is what he wants us to do, what we ought to do. Do we always do that? No. We fail to do that. And uh, uh, he has a perfect will, but we don't, we don't always accomplish that. We sin against him. But you know what? We have one who did do his perfect will. And his name was Jesus. I, want you, I, I ask you again, do you have his perfect will? righteousness do you have his perfect record because he kept the revealed will of God perfectly never sinned and by faith by trust in him you can have his perfect record doesn't mean that you you're not supposed to keep his revealed will you know we don't sin to show how gracious God is no but but he has kept it for us he has kept it for us, and now we're perfect. We're perfect in Christ because we have His record given to us, been placed on our account. And that's the gospel. That's the good news. That's the power of God unto salvation to all those that believe. And that's how it's by faith, by trust, by saying, I cast all my cares upon you because you care for me. You know, I don't have to worry about this cancer I've got or what I'm going through. Why? Because I've cast it all upon you and I trust you, Lord, that you're going to sustain me through it all. That's what trust is. And yet I failed at doing that. See, I failed even at doing that so many times. And I have to ask forgiveness because he always shows up. He always meets my need. And uh, uh, But anyway... You know, how important is the will of God? Did Jesus put importance on it? You better believe he did. Now, again, we don't keep it perfectly. Jesus did that for us. That's our justification. But there is sanctification where we are living it out. You see, we live out. We walk it out. And this is the will of God. In other words, he that has begun the good work in you will bring it about. He will... He will complete it. He will carry it out in your life. Yeah, stumble a lot, fall down a lot, uh, 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 disappoint him, disappoint others a lot, yeah, but he's still doing it. You see, this is not everyone, Jesus says, not everyone who says to me in Matthew 7 21, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. But he who does what? That's pretty. That's pretty significant. When you say, I think if Jesus said it, we ought to listen to it. But everyone who does the will of my Father perfectly didn't say that because he did that for us. But your desire now that you're a child of God is going to do, is to do what your Father wants you to do. Isn't it? I mean, doesn't that make sense? If you, uh, we rebel, yeah. Uh, no, Daddy, I'm not doing that. 
He takes a belt to you. Dad did that to me. I kicked that tricycle down the steps. and That was, that was bad. And I deserved that spanking. Didn't I, Dad? <laughs> if he, <laughs> yeah, I deserved that, that paddling that he gave me. Because why? He, loved, he loves me. You see. He's my father. And so, but he's doing this. that important. It's that important. Where else do we find it besides here in Romans, Romans 12? He says in 1 Thessalonians 4, 3 through 7, for this is the will of God, your sanctification. In other words, it's going to happen. Slow in some, fast in others, uh, whatever. But he says that is that you abstain, well, here's what you're not, you abstain from sexual immorality, that each of you know how to possess his own vessels in sanctification and honor, not in lustful passion like the Gentiles, notice, who do not know God. I'd say it's important and that no one, and that no man transgresses and defraud his brother in the matter because of the Lord is the avenger to all these things, just as we also told you before and solemnly warn you. For God has not called us for the purpose of impurity, but in what? Sanctification. He's called us in sanctification, not apart from it. Not whether we want it or not, or take it or leave it kind of. No, he, he who begins the good work will, will continue to work in us, both to willing to do of his good pleasure. As we sin, yeah. As we make mistakes, yeah. But he is doing it. Also, five, uh, First Thessalonians 5, 16 and 24 Rejoice always. That's the will of God. It doesn't say it is, but it is. And we need to be rejoicing. Why? We have an inheritance out here, as we heard in Sunday school. It's a million dollar inheritance. And, and we're wealthy. We are so wealthy. And, and we're driving along to this thing. And, and we got one mile to go. And, and the wheel falls off our car. And we get out and gripe and complain because we got to walk a mile to get it, you know. Because of things that are in our lives that we don't like and we grumble and complain, it shows that we, do we really believe there is that inheritance out there, you see. No, we're to rejoice always. Why? Because He has begun this work in us. And it brings us joy. It's not just here. It's not just believing something in the past that may or may not be true. No, I've experienced this. I'm experiencing it right now. And he says, pray without ceasing. In everything give thanks, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. All of this stuff. Do not quench the Spirit. That's the will of God. Do not despise prophetic utterances. That's the will. But examine everything carefully. Hold fast to that which is good. Abstain from every form of evil. That's all the will of God. Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you entirely. That's the goal. Won't happen. That won't happen in this life. We know that because we're sinful. And we, we, but one day we will, that will be a, and, you, and your spirit and your soul and body be preserved complete without blame at the coming of Christ. Faithful is he who calls you and he also will what? Not maybe. He's, gonna, he's doing it. Hallelujah. He is doing it. Isn't he? Yes. Isn't he? Amen. Amen. He is. He's doing it.
1 John 2, 17, the world is passing away in all its lusts, but the one, what? Who does the will of God lives forever. Can't be any clearer than that. Do you desire to do the will of God? A lot of people in in this, though, would say, well, uh, God told me to do this. God told me to do this. And I'll say, what do you mean He told you to do this? Well, there's this girl I've met. She's not a Christian, but He's told me if I marry her, He's going to change her heart. I said, no, wait a minute. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. God didn't tell you that. Why? Because He says, what? Not to marry an unbeliever. That's His revealed will. And what you're doing is saying, you know better than God. Or not only that, but God was really lying to you here in His Word, but now He's really revealing the truth to you. That's really bad stuff. And we need to be careful how we treat God's revealed Word to us. So, uh, you know, somebody said, God told me you ought to jump off the Empire State Building. Uh, mm, Well, He didn't tell me. (laughs) Why don't you jump off the Empire State Building? No, no, he's not going to tell us to do anything that's contrary to his uh, word. This is the final authority. No new revelation. We have all we need right here. I don't even do a tenth, it seems like, what he tells me to do here. Why should I be worried about a new revelation anyway? No, this is his final authority to us. Did I just mess it up? Okay. 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17. Turn there. We're doing well on time, so. 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17. All right, thank you. Good. All Scripture. All Scripture is inspired by God. And it's profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness. So that the man of God may be adequate, equipped for how many good works? Every, every, every good work. Not most of them, not some of them, not, you know, what we pick. No, every good work. God's word has all the answers that we need to life. All the answers we need to to all of life is found in His Word. Are we reading it? Discerning what the will of God is? Question to ask myself. You know, am I doing that? Saying, God, what is your will in this matter or that matter? Uh, Because it's that important. It's that important. We need to be humbly seeking God's will in His Word. Because we face choices every day. Every choice that we face, we don't say, now, what is the will of God in this matter? If we go out to a restaurant, you know, we don't say, now, does, is it God's will that I drink iced tea or drink coffee? or We don't think that way. And yet, 
Yeah, maybe we should. You know, what's good for me? My body is a temple of the Holy Spirit, but I want four pieces of cake. (laughs) What is the will of God in that? Probably not right. Probably. I mean, I don't know, maybe. (laughs) No, it's not. Why? We should want to take care of our body the best we can because it's the temple of the Holy Spirit. So we don't eat for lunch for, you know, I don't, I don't, I'm not going to go home and eat Twinkies and drink Coca-Colas for lunch. Now you can if you want, but you're going to be sick if you do that for every meal after a long period of time. I guarantee you that is not the will of God for you. See what I mean? And so, yeah, it all, it, it's all looking to God. And uh, so what, do, what exactly does the Lord want you to do? Uh, first of all, uh, do you really want God to direct your paths? That's the first question. Do I really want God to direct my paths? That's huge. So here is the verse. Uh, solid food is for the mature who, because of practice, have their senses trained to discern good and evil. See, that's what we need. We need to have our senses trained to discern good and evil. Why? We're fallen and we can't get up. But God has given us a way to get up and to renew our minds through His Word and obedience to His Word. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. What is that? Trust in the Lord with... And do not lean on what? In all your ways, acknowledge who? And he will make your path straight. And he will direct uh, your steps. Total trust. That means our minds, emotions, and our will. The total person casting himself in faith upon the Lord. The total person casting himself totally on the Lord. Trust me. He says, just trust me. And I will and I will be there. I will meet your need. And he's he will. I think God really directs the paths of those who completely trust in him. I think that's true. I, I think that's a promise of God. If you're trusting him, he will direct your paths. I don't think there's any question about it. And we see the will of God is good, Paul says here. Uh, yea, perfect, he says. In other words, what is he saying there in Romans 12? He says when it's good, it's perfect. What is he saying? It's infinitely better than your own will. It's great. It's, great. it's all you need. It's it's. It's infinitely more valuable than your own will than doing, doing it your way. It's acceptable. It's exactly what you need. See? It's exactly what you need. The devil comes along and says, oh, no, 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 no. You don't, no, you don't need to do it this way. But God says, do it my way and you'll be blessed. The God, uh, Satan says, no, do it this way and you're going to be much happier. And we believe the lie 
And so we do things that disappoint our Lord. We need to pray for guidance. We need to pray for guidance. And then what he starts will become clear. Somebody said, and I think it's, he said, and I think the scriptures teach this, be true to the light you have and more light will come. Be obedient to what you know and you will know more. A ship has to be set in motion before it can be steered. In other words, I trust, a step of faith. It's a step of faith, a step of, of, of trusting in the Lord. And when you take, like Abraham leaving the Ur of the Chaldees, he stepped out in faith and God directed his steps. Have you taken that step of faith in trusting him, casting all your care upon him because he cares for you? It's huge. You might say, well, let's, how do we make this practical? Let me just say, you know, I think one of the hardest things to do as a Christian is to witness. Do you find that hard to witness? And you want to, and, but you're because of fear, because of, of uh, anxiety, because of things that, well, it, it may not be the proper time. You know what? If you start out small, if you start out with something just very simple, and you're faithful in that, then I think God will open up other doors in that respect. Now, what do I mean by that? When you go out to eat to a restaurant, you have a waitress or a waiter come to you, and, and you say to them, you know, I've got this little tract here, and uh, the truth that's contained in this little tract changed my life. And so I'm going to leave it for you to read. I'd like for you to read this. It's, it's all about Christ. And just leave it with, with a tip. I was a waiter. Don't not leave. I used to get tracts, but no tips. <laughs> Leave a tip. But that's, you know, you can start that way. And you know what? If you're faithful in little things, he's going to open doors. It's that take, it's trust. It's taking that step of faith and trust. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not unto your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your steps. Let's pray. Father, I just thank you again for your word and the promises in your word that uh, you will never leave us nor forsake us. You, Lord, all your promises are yes and amen. Uh, the, the work that you have begun in us, you are going to complete by your mighty power. I thank you, Father, that uh, it's grace uh, through faith that we're saved, not of works lest any man should boast. And Lord, help us to see the finished work of Jesus on the cross is all we need. And so, Lord, help us to trust him, to cast all of our cares on him. Lord, do this mightily in our lives, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. <clears throat>